Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a special podcast presentation from 700WLW.com. This is Gary Jeff Walker on demand. Born in Detroit, Michigan on this date, 1948. Vincent Damon Furnier on tour again this summer. He'll be in Cincinnati at Riverbend September the 10th. Today on February 4th, he celebrates birthday number 69. Flashing back to the earlier days. in the summer of 2014 at Riverbend, opening up for Motley Crue. Motley Crue didn't have a chance. The dude was blowing him away as the opening act. He still does. 69 on tour again around the world this summer and next fall. It is Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 537. Gary Jeff, before we look ahead, a look back at significant or important stuff, uh, you know, people, events. Not limited to these. 1783, King George proclaimed a formal secession of hostilities in the American Revolutionary War. Six years later, electors, electors chose George Washington to be the first president of the United States. It's how we do it today. Electors. 1861, on this date, delegates from six southern states recently seceded from the Union, met Montgomery, Alabama, to form the Confederate States of America. The USO came into existence, United Service Organization, for our troops. This date in 1941, celebrating its 76th year. Newspaper heiress Patricia Hearst, aged 19, kidnapped in Berkeley, California, by the Symbionese Liberation Army, this date in 1974. Karen Carpenter died in Downey, California, at the age of 32, this date in 1983. Four years later, Liberace was dead in his Palm Springs, California home. A civil jury in Santa Monica, California, found O.J. Simpson liable for the deaths of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend Ron Goldman, this date in 1997. Couldn't get him criminally, they got him civilly. And then he went about hiding his money. 2004, the Facebook Launched by Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg. It's only been 13 years. Amazing. Amazing what can happen in 13 years, huh? Movie director George A. Romero. Master 
of the cheesy horror films is 77. Actor John Shuck, 77 years old. John Steele, drummer for The Animals, is 76. Florence LaRue, who is in the fifth dimension, is 75 today. Vice President Dan Quayle turned 70. Mentioned Alice there. Actor Michael Beck, 68. Football Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor turns 58 years of age today. Tim Booth is 57. Rock musician Harry Bogdan is 56. Clint Black is 55. Noodles from The Offspring is 54. Rob Cardry is 46. See anybody else? Olympic gold medal boxer Oscar De La Hoya is 44 today. Rick Birch from Jimmy Eat World is 42. Gavin DeGraw turns 40. And Olympic gold medalist uh, gym, gymnast turned singer Carly Patterson is celebrating her 29th. Take a break and come back. Your 700 WLW Weather Center forecast in 2020 sports lay just ahead as we get you going at News Radio 700 WLW. Yo, what's up? It's uh, 546 Eastern Time, Saturday, February 4th, 2017. News Radio 700 WLW in the Saturday morning edition. Gary Jeff Walker. Here is some of what is passing for news around the world around the tri-state, around the country. White House says it intends to, as soon as possible to request an emergency stay of that federal judge's order temporarily blocking President Trump's weak-old immigration ban. Again, it's not a ban on Muslims. and It's only temporary, but spokesman Sean Spicer says Trump's order banning immigration from seven countries is intended to protect the American people is lawful and appropriate. U.S. District Judge James Robart in Seattle ruled against those claims that Washington State and Minnesota did not have standing to challenge the executive order. Other rulings in Boston that contradict the Seattle case, and there's a whole lot of confusion, uh, resulting in a whole lot of protests as well over this. The new presidential administration of Donald J. Trump retaliating for Iran's recent ballistic missile test, but not directly undercutting the nuclear deal. The new sanctions target more than two dozen people and companies from Iran. And they come after the White House put Iran on notice over the missile test. Sadly, the nuclear deal stands. That's opinion, not news. Speaking of opinion, not news, fake news report only further fanned the flames of the protesters. There was a social media report of deportation checkpoints. It was all made up. Induced panic. Police in California investigating the origin of the hoaxes. Watch out for fake news. Two Fort Campbell soldiers are dead. The story yesterday from Oak Grove, Kentucky. Domestic dispute. Left 32-year-old Priscilla Ann East and 28-year-old Christopher Ryan Hawk. Or Hoke. Uh, soldiers at the Army Post, Kentucky, Tennessee line, dead. Jeremy DeMar, 35 of Clarksville, forced his way into that house where he had tracked down his estranged wife. Domestic violence. Sad. The State Department says fewer than 60,000 foreigners from seven majority Muslim countries had their visas provisionally canceled after the executive order blocked them from traveling to the U.S., The figure contradicting a Justice Department uh, lawyer's claim yesterday during a hearing, the lawyer said in that case that about 100,000 visas were revoked. Again, the temporary ban 
prohibits people from Iran, Iraq, Syria, Sudan, Somalia, Libya, and Yemen from coming to the United States. Countries that were, by the way, pointed out and singled out by the Obama administration, but no executive order barring incoming possible terrorists, as was done a week ago by President Trump. And uh, let's see. In Indonesia and Philipp- uh, the Philippines, students protesting Trump's immigration policy, even though it didn't even cover their countries, but apparently had a day off and could protest. And the president's also signed an executive order that will direct the Treasury Secretary to review the 2010 Dodd-Frank financial overhaul. It looks like Macy's may be taken over soon by Saks owner Hudson Bay Company. Either way, it's going to result in the closing of a lot more Macy's stores here, there, and everywhere. I will get to Dick. I believe Dick is hanging right now. And Joe, hold on, let's get this. Hey, Joe? Yes, sir. You wanted to say Good morning. Hi. Good morning and hello. Oh. How are you? Good, sir. I just called to ask the screener when I heard UConn. I was wondering who was playing. I've got a bet going that the uh, Lady Huskies will reach a uh, 100-game winning streak. Um, I bet a 10-to-1 on the – I bet a grand 10-to-1 that they would reach 100 uh, games uh, this year. You know, they're winning, extend their winning streak to 100, I should say. Well, Gino Ar- Ariyama's uh, track record is impeccable at UConn, no doubt about it. Uh, and, it's and incredible. And I know that if I had a bet like that, uh, they would probably lose their next game because that's just how my <laughs> luck runs. I, I hope yours is better. I, I picked it up when they hit uh, 92. I was offered it by a friend who hates women's basketball. Absolutely. And I, I know tons of people do, but, I mean, it is absolutely incredible what he's done. And every year he tries to make it harder for his team to achieve um, that win by either uh, trying to force rule changes in women's college basketball, yeah. trying, um, trying to uh, change the uh, schedule, trying to get himself into a different conference. This year no. he went out of his way to put himself yeah. into this conference. I, I know, Even Joe. The team, I, I know. I, 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 can t- I can tell you're passionate and excited. You sound like you're dribbling right now. Uh, we'll talk to Dick next. News Radio 700 WLD. Ah, time once again to dive into the depths. The deep pool that is Dick from Dayton. Good morning, Dick. Good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you this I'm great. Morning? You know what I have this morning, Dick? What's that? I've got a bag of Duncan Munchkins. You ever oh, had you ever had the that, Munchkins? Uh, I love the Munchkins. Yeah, I think I've had those. Those are pretty good. Yeah, they're they're, they're the little holes that turn into to balls of deliciousness. Well, Gary Jeff, I'm going to No, make Dick, my- I don't think that Munchkin though is uh a politically correct term. No, it they should can't. be maybe little donuts or something or or donut balls. What do you think, Dick? I say donut balls. Donut balls, Dick? Yes. Okay. So Dick's got balls. Yeah. And I, and, I wanted to make my uh, prediction on the Super Bowl. Okay, well, I'm going to let you do that. I figured that. But I, just more into this Munchkin discussion, Dick. 
I think that you know it's like like you can't call people midgets anymore. They're no. they're little people. Little people. Midget just sounds funny though, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know the difference between a midget and a dwarf, Dick? A midget and a dwarf. Yeah. A midget It has to go. Well, I mean, a mid, midget's just a little person and and they're they're proportionally fine, you know, they a dwarf sometimes is a little person with bigger arms, they're out of proportion or bigger legs or a bigger head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't call little people midgets, and you shouldn't call them munchkins. But you can call a dwarf a dwarf, right? Yeah. You know, you were speaking of that. You know what that reminded me of? What? When Fantasy Island was on, that little guy that Oh, played. yeah, Hermé Villachez. Yeah, Hermé Villachez. The plane, the plane, the plane. The plane, boss, the plane. Now, do you think that he was a midget, a dwarf, or just a little person? A midget. Not a munchkin? No, not a munchkin. You know who really likes little people? Char- who that? Charles Van Sant likes little people. Really? Yeah. In fact, uh, back in the day, he used to play sit and spin all the time. Did he? What's your prediction for the Super Bowl, Dick? I think the Falcons are going to win 27-24 to 24 over the Patriots. Why? I I just, I don't know. I just want I want somebody to beat the. Oh, you just want somebody to beat the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dick, yeah. I tell you what. What? I'll bet a sack of Munchkins that the Patriots win that game because Bill Belichick's the better coach. So you got the Falcons. I got the Patriots. We'll see after uh, after tomorrow night. Okay. Okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Gary Jeff. Bye. Bye. So long. So long. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hang up. This is the home of the Reds, News Radio 700 WLW. And to the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, February 4th, 2017, two weeks away from the big 20th anniversary extravaganza. February 18th, we'll be celebrating 20 years of irritating you in the same time slot on this very same fine broadcast platform. News Radio 700 WLW and online 700WLW.com. It's going to be a long morning because I came in to prep the show. And those of you listening who do not believe that I actually put any kind of time or preparation into the show, whoa, 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 you are sadly mistaken, my friend. Actually, I do. It may not sound like it, but I do. But I cannot log on to any of the servers because I have an incorrect password or username. Which means I'm going to give it about an hour. I have no email right now. But I'm going to give it about an hour. And then I'm going to try and get in touch with our IT professional, Dave Abbott, to see if he can reset my password. So at least I can have that extra 
that additional way to get in touch with you via email, if nothing else. But the phone numbers still work, 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T. The last time I woke Dave up this early, it wasn't pretty, and I, I made him mad. So I'm going to wait at least an hour, hour and a half. Dave from Harrison, good morning. Good morning, Garrett. Jeff, how are we doing? We're doing fine. Hey, happy Afro-American Heritage Month. It is African-American Heritage Month. And happy belated Groundhog Day to you. Yeah. The fat what? rat from Pennsylvania once again wrong. Yeah, but the one in uh, Transylvania, I don't think the groundhog in Transylvania saw his shadow. Probably not. Hey, uh, you said you had a bag of munchkins? Yes, I do have a bag of munchkins. Right wow, here. here if, I didn't, if I didn't have a bag of munchkins, could I make this sound? I don't think so. Out here in Harrison, we get them in boxes. Boxes, munchkins. munchkins. Right, I could have gotten a box. I, I didn't uh, really feel like getting a whole box. Well, quite often I get... You know, I roll in, I get 50. But you know what's fun to do? I don't know if you do this. What? I do this. Um, you pull up, you order the munchkins, and then you and then you say, uh, and can I get some with lollipop kids? Lollipop kids? Lollipop kids? And then when you pull up the window to pay, um, you tell them, uh, thank you very neatly for doing it so sweetly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Thank you, Dave. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to Miss Lynette next on News Radio 700 WL. It is 613. Good morning, News Radio 700 WLW. Gary Jeff Walker is my name. This is the Saturday morning edition for the person that I just talked to on the talk line who was complaining about the program. I didn't find your phone call interesting, just so you know. They reference Crowell Pause. Uh, they, they they reference Powell Cros, Crosley, which means apparently they think it's still 1942. It's not. It's 614 and 2017. Happy birthday, Noodles from the Offspring. Really, really hard for me to tell the difference between this and Green Day. It really is. It's like the same band with a different name. 15 minutes past the hour, 6.15 Eastern at 700 WLW. Good morning, Miss Lynette. Good morning, darling. How are you? Good. Did, do you uh, we're fine. Do you find this show interesting, Lynette? Yeah, like one day, uh, the other week, about two weeks ago, uh-huh. I had you on. It was so interesting. Uh-huh. I forgot to get up and call you. When I decided to, it was time for you to leave in 30 minutes. So I said, forget it. I know your schedule wouldn't have let me talk. Well, I mean, sometimes we just run out of time, Lynette. Right. 
And uh, also, wait for you to come on today. I heard the flowers, pearl flowers, $19. You can get me that with the half pound chocolates. Uh, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, Lynette. Oh, that's right. I forget. No sweetest day, no Valentine's Day. No sweetest day, no Valentine's Day. Hold on a second, Lynette. Grant, was that the old bat calling back? Can you tell if it's a man or a woman? I couldn't tell. It was a woman? Yeah, because sometimes after 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 menopause hits, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I'm, yeah, they, I mean, they lose all the estrogen. And, it, and there's some almonds. That, like men lose t- testosterone, women lose estrogen. You give them almonds, they, and it's a downer for So you, you'd recommend almonds for a loss of estrogen or, t- yeah. or, or a loss of yeah, testosterone? Yeah, you know, downright bad and don't know what's wrong. Give her a can of almonds. I wonder if, Grant, I wonder if that woman who called back on the line to complain more, but do you think she was growing hair in places where a woman shouldn't have it, perhaps? Oh, same on you, Gary, yeah. Yeah. How's the cat doing? The cat? Hobbs is great. Thank you. How big is it? He's not as big as he used to be, but he's getting older. Oh, that happens sometimes when we get thin. But he's he's a lover bug, I'll tell you that. Yeah. No doubt. No, me and my love, we've been together nine months. Oh, is this your new man? Yeah, he's a, I found out he's a, I thought he was a Methodist preacher, but he's a Baptist. Okay. I said, that's even better because I'm a Baptist, missionary Baptist. Well, if you're, if you're a missionary Baptist, all, <laughs> all the jokes that are coming to my mind that I can't use. Right. I mean, so do you, do you dance together since he is a Baptist? You know, Baptist, uh, many sects don't believe no, in dancing. Never, we've never danced or anything, but he's a good dancer. Well, how do you know? Yeah, because when the music plays, he's a jerking and a twitching, and I'm like, do you dance? Well, yeah. I said, I thought so. <laughs> jerking and twitching sounds a whole lot like twerking. Well, maybe that too. I don't know. I've been into long. <laughs> so does he look like Miley Cyrus when he dances? I've never seen her. I can't see TV. You're, you're lucky. Five years. You're lucky. All right. But, well, well, You know, February's a month. I married twice. I married to... 57 years to James White, and uh, Albert Owens, I married him in uh, 81, Valentine's Day, so February was a bad month. Well, it sounds like it was that you found love in the yeah. month of February. Next time it's going to be June. You're going to wait till June? Yeah. I think you'd make a lovely June bride, Lynette. Would you give me away if it was available in your time slot? Well, sweetheart, if, if if I had the time and I had enough advance notice, I would be honored to give you away. That's something to think about. All right. Love you both. All right. Take care, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, the other caller that I was referring to, and, and I apologize if I was a bit harsh or obtuse, because I have that, hey, you kids, get off of my lawn mentality a lot more these days, too. And I long for the days that it seems a whole lot simpler where people got along. This morning, the first page of the Cincinnati postage stamp that's published in Columbus, of course, augments their already shrinking news wrap with the USA Today. And the front page story is concerns mount over LGBT rights. There's somebody waving a huge rainbow flag in the middle of the picture. Uh, Jamie Killips is the man's name, so it says underneath 
And study shows lack of protection that goes far beyond restroom. Here's what President Trump said. His decision not to rescind the executive order protecting LGBT people from discrimination appears to have been a smokescreen for something far worse. So they're they're worried about what might happen, even though the Trump administration, the White House, pledged to uphold the federal LGBT workplace protections. Activists say they fear something more ominous is in the works, an executive order that could, in essence, legalize discrimination. What they're worried about is that President Trump's voter base, myself included, included a lot of people who think that religious expression and deeply held religious beliefs were being violated by some of these LGBTQ protections. Again, you do not give somebody else rights by taking away the rights of others. The Constitution talks about individual rights, not group rights, not LGBTQ rights, but each individual's rights. John's rights and Jane's rights. Sally's rights and Stewart's rights, not the alphabet rights, not African-American rights, not Hispanic-American rights, not white American rights, individual rights. And this is where we've gone so far astray in this country. Should, be, you, should you be discriminated against because you're gay or transgender or bisexual? Certainly not. But you cannot impose things that are immoral on on other peoples who don't believe the way you believe and call it basic human rights. Because, you see, you're taking away their individual rights to not participate in something that they morally find abhorrent and offensive. Can't we all just get along, for God's sake? Mike and Cincy, back with you next on News Radio 700 WLD. Thank you, Sigman. 25 minutes past the hour. News Radio 700 WLW. I detailed Krista 2.0 and my woes with the automobile last Saturday morning. Mike had some comments on that. Mike, how are you? Hey, I'm going doing good. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I was going to try to call last week, but uh, couldn't get the time to be able to do it. Anyway, you were mentioning about how that Kentucky is a no-fault state. Right. Uh, what, what exactly does that mean? And have you been able to come to any resolution on what happened last weekend? Well, yeah, we came to a resolution all right. Our our insurance, which we're fully covered on the uh, Mustang, uh, is in is in action right now. We went and got an estimate yesterday. We're taking it to the auto body shop of our choice next week. Uh, we'll pay $500 deductible out of our pocket. The insurance will take care of the rest, and hopefully it won't jack up our rates too much. That's the resolution, Mike. Uh, well, that's, what kind of a resolution is that? That's, it's the why one. Is it it's no fault. It's the, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Was she drunk when she hit you? I mean, no, no, she wasn't it, drunk. She just wasn't paying attention. All right, well, still, it's her fault, right? Absolutely, it's her fault, and the insurance company may go after her in civil court and the owner of the truck, and I hope that they do, and I hope they recoup some of the money that they're paying out to us. But that's what we're left with. Uh, She couldn't produce a driver's license at the time of the accident to police. The tags were expired on the truck, so they did tow the truck. I don't know if they went and purchased insurance after the fact and got their truck out out of tow, but we know who they are, and we are going to go after them. How do they come up with this no-fault thing, though? Who thought of that? I don't understand it. Ohio and Kentucky both are no-fault insurance states. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain how they came up with it, but that is the law. If, well, if someone can, me, like, when there's an accident, somebody's at fault. I would think so. And and many times in a civil court or whatever, there is fault found, and people have to pay some restitution. That may or may not be the case in this particular occasion, but, again, for the time being, we're paying money out of our own pockets, which, of course, we do not have. The insurance company is taking care of the rest, and hopefully the car will be fixed within the next week or so, and we'll be back on the road with a, a restored automobile. That's well, the best we can have. Yeah, it is. It, don't understand it. Don't it sucks. I, it. I don't know how people are still driving without insurance because I thought that was the law. It is the right. law, but people are skirting the law every single day. Thank you for your concern. We'll take a break for news, which is next at the Home of the Reds, News Radio 700 WLW. Another Saturday morning. Another chance to talk with you. I'm humbled and honored by the opportunity, as always. Gary Jeff Walker on News Radio 700 WLW, the Saturday morning edition, coming up on uh, 23 minutes till the top of the hour, 637 Eastern Time, that is. And it's good to have you along. I solved my IT problem myself. Apparently, it was human error. Yes, I, too, am fallible. Grant and my producer, Grant, asked me if it was voodoo or... I said, Santeria, I sacrificed a live chicken. I hope that the cleaning crew will be able to get all the blood up off the kitchen floor. Good to have you along. 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441-POUND-700 on AT&T, free call. And now, yes, the email is available, GaryJeffWalker at 700WLW.com. GaryJeffWalker, all one word. Thank you. So in watching the events of the past week, 
the absolute continuation of madness in the streets and places like the campus of UC Berkeley, where the student protests turned into all-out riots and anarchy, which is not protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution. It is not free speech. Violence, burning things up, destructing other people's property is not an expression of freedom of speech, any way you slice it. And the violent protest at NYU, because there was a conservative speaker scheduled to speak there. Just because you don't agree with me or anyone else does not give you the right to call it hate speech or to take to the streets or to destroy property. Now, I don't believe that the students at UC Berkeley were mainly responsible for the violent anarchy in the streets there this past week. I believe they were paid protesters by leftist organizations funded by people like George Soros and the rest. The same people that tried to disrupt Trump rallies during the presidential campaign that were paid to be there, that were paid to incite violence, that were paid to do things like what happened at UC Berkeley where the one woman who was just wearing a Trump hat was maced in the face. He sprayed pepper gas while she was being interviewed on TV. One of these so-called protesters. What I like about this, and there's something that I think is very, very positive about this. Not the expression of freedom of speech, not the fact our democracy works for everyone and everyone has a chance to fly their flag. No, there's something even better about these violent protests that have nothing to do with freedom of speech There was something actually positive in this. And there's a part of me that hopes that they keep it up. I'll explain when we come back. Food for thought. There's more to eat. Next on News Radio 700 WLW. Thank you, sir. So, as anarchy reigns in bastions of academic wastelands like uh, the University of California at Berkeley. That's nothing new for UC Berkeley, by the way. The regressive liberal professors long ago, um, I mean, for 50 years, have been brainwashing people. But at a place where they used to march with banners, the students did in the the mid-1960s, calling for free speech, there's no such thing anymore. Because a speaker like uh, the, the former founder of Breitbart who the protesters claim is nothing but a bunch of hate speech, although there's nothing in his writings or his past that I could quantify as hate speech, uh, up in arms. And then the violent paid protesters came in and started setting things ablaze and all the other things that they were doing. Good morning, Krista 2.0. Just got the good morning, my love, text. Hello, Hobbs. And in the violent protest at NYU, where another so-called hate speech conservative speaker was going to be able to spew his hate on campus at New York University, and again, the violent protest with paid violent protesters, anarchists there. These, these weren't students. There should have there are probably some students who were upset, but these weren't students causing the violence and destroying property and, and hitting people because they didn't like something that they stood for or thought they thought they stood for. 
What's good about this is there's failed vice presidential candidate and senator from Virginia, Tim Kaine, going on TV saying things like, we must take this to the courts, we must take this to the streets. The more the Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Chuck Schumer's and Tim Kaine's speak out in favor of these protests, many of them going on not because anything this president has done, but just because of who he is and they can't stand it, that he beat their standard bearer, Nixon in a pantsuit, Hillary Clinton. Ding dong, the witch is dead, witch oh witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the Clinton witch is dead. What's great about this is that the more average, everyday American people like you and me, even people who didn't support Donald Trump, even people who voted for Hillary Clinton, the more they see these abject rejections of First Amendment free speech, the Democratic National Committee and those who are on that side are marginalizing and isolating themselves even more. Now, there are already senators, Democratic senators, who are up for election in red states in which Donald Trump won in 2018 who are shaking in their boots. They're worried about taking too much of a liberal stand because they see the shifting tide. They see the pendulum has swung the other way, which it always does in this country. And right now it is swinging to the right. And what's beautiful the more of these violent protests happen over basically nothing other than opposition, the more they happen, the more the American people are watching it. And, and not just people of my age, but I know younger people who are watching this going, what the hell are they doing that for? That's just stupid. That's not the way to get your point across. The more they do it, the more the Democrats will lose ground. And I sincerely, in my heart, hope that is what is happening. There's a sentiment in this country to getting back to normal, to putting your head down and getting back to work, to support your families, to support your neighbors in your neighborhood, to come together. There is a growing sentiment, I believe, of that happening. That is what gives me hope. That is what encourages me right now, watching all this chaos. This chaos is not caused by President Trump or executive orders. It's caused by people who oppose Trump just because he's Trump. Just because their longstanding apple cart of agenda influence on the left side is being pushed over for common sense. Like I said earlier, these LGBT people are protesting in the street when the White House has ensured that their LGBT workplace discrimination rights will not be taken away by an executive order. But we've got to protest because of what might happen. Oh, the Trump administration, we know they're cooking up something far worse. There's no proof for this. No proof at all. But they're protesting against Trump just because he is Trump. And the more people see the stupidity of this, the more the Democratic Party, if they continue to encourage this, if they continue to coddle these people that are obviously on their side of the fence, 
the more they swing that way, the more common everyday American people will go, you know what? We don't want any part of who they are. This is who they are. They're the people that are burning cars out in the streets. These are the people throwing bike racks through windows in Berkeley. These are the people who are spraying spraying pepper spray on people simply for wearing a hat. The more everyday people, and by the way, there are a lot of Democrats that wound up voting for Trump in the presidential election because they just couldn't stomach Hillary or stomach what they did to Bernie Sanders. I know there are. I've talked to them. The more people see this idiocy on the left, the more they'll go, yeah, we don't want to follow that direction. They say that there's there's building sentiment. There's building hostility towards the Trump. I don't see it. I think there's building hostility towards the regressive left. So keep up your violent, anarchistic protests, if you want to call them that. Keep this nonsense up. You may be helping to drive the Democratic Party to total extinction. That could be a positive result. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. News Radio 700 WLW. Something else the Europeans can blame on Donald Trump. There's a vegetable shortage across Europe. It's not Trump's fault, but I'm sure they'll probably find a way to blame him. Particularly in England, uh, those stores have seen the shelves stripped of green produce, green effing vegetables, lettuce, broccoli, spinach, zucchinis, eggplant, peppers, also badly affected. Problems stem from a blast of cold weather overtaking large parts of southern Europe. That's that global warming again coming back to bite you in the butt or bite you in the zucchini or, or wherever. So, you know, I see these travels. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shows all the time with these wonderful European markets. These outdoors. Apparently some markets in Spain have been hoarding spinach and lettuce and broccoli. You see this great bounty. Yeah. This great bounty of wonderful vegetables and all these open air markets. Oh, Europe must be a wonderful place. Oh, I want to go to the south of France for the beaches and maybe to to shop the, the open-air markets. Look at all those wonderful, fresh vegetables. They're so lucky. Uh, not right now. Things have turned around a little bit. Sorry to hear that. Went to Finley Market yesterday. No no fresh vegetables there, but it's February. Uh, let's go to the Easter, Easter Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Easter Bunny. What's up? Well, I have a question for you. Okay. You were, you know, talking about some presidential stuff. If you became the president of the United States, God help us all. You, Jerry Jeff. God help us all. 2.0, first lady. Yeah. 
Well, I could see that, but not me being president. Anyway, what 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 was the question? What is the first measure you would enact while you were in office? The first measure I would enact, you're talking about like an executive order? I guess. Get busy with my executive order pen? Sure. Hmm. That's a tough one. Can can I get back to you on that? Sure. Because there's lots of things that I'd I'd like to uh, legislate out of existence, sure, even, though yeah. that, even though that's not the president's job to legislate. But anyway, what? Yes. If you were the president, uh-huh. you could you could take all the time you want. That's true, but I want to get I want to hit the ground running like our current president. You know, first 100 days it goes by like like that. So yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta make hay while the sun shines. Congress is. Uh, thank you for the call. I'll have an answer for you next hour. Uh, already, the president running into opposition, and it's coming from the Republicans. House Republicans are facing opposition to their plan to overhaul the way corporations pay federal taxes, and they're facing that opposition. From a powerful group of lawmakers are the Republicans. This from Drudge. Orrin Hatch, Utah? I'm not very enthused about it, he says. He's the chairman of the Finance Committee. And the Senate's top tax writer. John Cornyn of Texas, the number two Republican in the Senate. He says, the question is, who's going to pay the tax? Is it going to be our citizens? Well, Trump's tax plan, as I remember, was... A tax cut on everybody. A tax cut for everybody. Including the uh, so-called middle class, if it even still exists. But anyway, when the Republicans are standing in the way of Republicans, maybe the Republican Party's on the way out, just like the Democrats. Off with their heads. Um, No, I'm not Madonna. We'll talk about Madonna and Ashley Judd when we come back. Some observations on those two <clears throat> carbon-based life forms as we continue. News next, though, at the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WLW. Good morning, 7.06 Eastern Time, six minutes past the hour this Saturday, February 4th, 2017. Gary Jeff Walker with you on the Saturday morning edition on News Radio 700 WLW. Flashing back to the day after Inauguration Day and the pro-murder baby march, I mean the women's march on Washington, when galvanized speakers such as Gloria Steinem and Elizabeth Warren, the man that Donald Tr- the the man, the woman Donald Trump called Pocahontas on the campaign trail, Madonna and Ashley Judd were among those speaking to the throngs of women holding up signs and not really knowing why they were there at all, except that they were women. Um, Specifically, two, And it kind of relates to what's going to have, may or may not happen at halftime of tomorrow's Super Bowl with Lady Gaga. Madonna, of course, in her, what she called it, her P-word hat, standing in front of the throng, you know, spewing out her her hatred. And, you know, at least she didn't burn anything or throw any bike racks through windows like they did at UC Berkeley. She did talk about seriously considering blowing up the White House, 
with the president in it. So I guess that didn't go too far. Just my opinion. So I can't be defecated on legally for saying it. In my opinion, Madonna has been a rancid whore since the 80s. Why would anybody listen to her? She's just a used-up piece of you-know-what. And for her to be given any credence by anyone astounds me. Ashley Judd. She has nothing else to do these days except wear U.K. hockey jerseys with nothing else on and talking about how Donald Trump, Trump is degrading to women. Oh, and... Nine out of ten U.K. basketball players know exactly how nasty Ashley Judd is. For a while, she was John Calipari's recruiting tool, I believe, and now she's just a tool. Now, Ashley, why don't you get back onto a movie set? You're not relevant anymore, and you're trying to be now, trying to reinvent yourself as some kind of women's rights crusader. Madonna, the same thing. You're not relevant anymore. You haven't been relevant since you put out that stupid sex book. Nobody wants to see it anymore, Madonna, clothed or otherwise. I just, the people that other people listen to and hang on their every word and nod their heads, no matter what they say, no matter how outrageous, no matter how many stupid comments they make, and it, it, it didn't even have to be anti-Trump. It could be anything that they're talking about. I don't know why anybody listens to them anymore. I don't know why I've spent this much time talking about them, for that matter. Lady Gaga, the betters in Vegas, the bookmakers, of course, they you bet on everything in the Super Bowl, are betting whether Lady Gaga will make a political spectacle during the halftime show. Back on election night, you may remember, she climbed onto a garbage truck outside Trump Tower, held up a sign that said, Love Trump's Hate. Sports books around the world offering odds on whether Gaga will goo-goo the words Trump or President before the estimated 100 million viewers at the Super Bowl tomorrow in, in Houston. Or in, uh, yeah. In recent days, the odds have shifted the other way, suggesting... She's less likely to mention Mr. Trump. Uh, PattyPower.com had posted the protest odds five to four in favor. Lady Gaga, shut up and sing. You're being paid. You're being brought to one of the biggest stages in the world to perform, not to inform or be ill-informed or stage some kind of political protest it's not what you're there for ashley ashley judd find a movie set call denzel washington see if he's got any bone he can throw you it's been a long time madonna the last time you were relevant was about 1988 just shut up and go away <sighs> pine over the fact that you still miss sean penn i don't know do something with your life but why anybody listens to anyone who's a so-called celebrity? And listen, I'll, I'll take it on the other side. Clint Eastwood. 
who's basically on the right side of most issues, although not always, more libertarian than anything else. I don't care what Clint Eastwood has to say about any subject. And you may not care about what I have to say, but part of what I do here is I am being paid for my opinion. Clint Eastwood gets paid to direct and act. Madonna used to get paid to sing and dance. Ashley Judd used to get paid to, I don't know, entertain the troops at UK. <laughs> Lady Gaga gets paid to sing and perform. Do what you do best. Otherwise, just shut the hell up. Born in Long Branch, New Jersey, origin Katy, Texas. From his first album in 1989, Clint Black, he's celebrating 55. You were the first thing that I thought of when I thought I drank you off my mind. When I get lost in the liquor, you're the only one I find. If I take the things I ought to, still would not be mine. So I keep a time. February 4th, 2017, Clint Black's 55th birthday today. The, uh, the title track from that first album, a number one country hit, Keelan Time. News Radio 700 WLW, Steve in Etna, Ohio. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Long Branch, New Jersey. I have been there, just south of New York City. I'll be darned. I didn't know he was born there. Well, yeah, and, and moved, I guess, early on to Katy, Texas. That's where he got that twine. Okay. I think, and, and I do this with much sympathy and love in my heart, I know with regard to those male progressives out in Berkeley, what's really bothering them, uh, Gary, Jeff, and we've mentioned in the past they're obviously suffering from PTSD because uh, Trump won. Yeah. I think it's that these guys are in their 20s, but they've been watching these TV commercials about prostate problems. You know, guys like me, 73, <laughs> having to you know, run to the bathroom six times a day. They're, they know about this North Carolina, you know, bathroom law, and they're afraid it's going to spread all over the country. And when they're 50, they're not going to know which bathroom to go to. <laughs> I think that's the problem. And, and you know what? I really feel sorry for them. Here's another theory, if I have time. Sure. Why they hate anything that has the name Breitbart behind it. <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned this on the show before, but, and I don't know <clears throat> who sent this to me in an email. But I checked it out. When Andrew Breitbart was still alive, uh, he dug up uh, information on uh, the illustrious uh, Barry Obama. And I stress that Breitbart is not, repeat, not a birther. He believes that um, Barry was born in Hawaii. But here's what he dug up. Back about 1990, Barry went to a literary agent, Acton, A-C-T-O-N, and Distel, D-Y-S-T-E-L, and he had a book in his hand, a manuscript called Journeys in Black and White. Gave it to the agent, and the agents said to him, you know, this might sell a little bit better, this great story that you have, if we wrote in the Vita inside the jacket, born in Kenya and raised in Indonesia and Hawaii. And Barry said, yeah, let's do it. Well, they horsed around with the manuscript for a while, and it was abandoned, but... The book became Dreams from My Father, 
So here's the question. Who did start the birther thing? Was it uh, Trump? Was it Hillary in 2008? Or was it Barry Obama? I think it was Barry. Interesting question. Here's one last one for you. There was Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fears this week because of, you know, Trump's relationship with Mexico that he might actually send troops into Mexico. Yeah. I thought to myself, this is, this is quite interesting. So I, I went on the Internet because vaguely I remembered a Democrat president doing that. And son of a gun. He not, he, this president not only did it once, he did it twice. April of 1914, and in 1916, the Democrat president, a a Democrat, named Woodrow Wilson, invaded Mexico with U.S. troops. And lastly, Gary Jeff, uh, as you know, I have a connection with Notre Dame, and so so do many people in your audience. Theodore Hesburgh was the president of Notre Dame for, what, 35 years or something? Back at the late 1960s, Father Ted was also the chairman of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, and I don't think anybody will ever deny that he was a dyed-in-the-wool liberal. God bless him. He died just a few years ago. When uh, protests at uh, Notre Dame's campus got a little bit wild, those protests against the Vietnam War, Father Ted came out and addressed the protesters and said, uh, you've got 15 minutes to cease and desist, or you're going to be arrested. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how the president of a university handles the situation. You don't handle it the way they do it in Berkeley. And by the way, not one person was arrested. Very, very interesting. My last quote here, and um, there's a lot of debate on where this came from, but it's good. It's far better to light the candle than to curse the darkness. Thank you, dude. Hey, yes, hey, hey, no, and I got one for you. Yes, go. You're, you're the story of the homesick snowbird? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I know where you're oh, going. I mean, at the Villages in Florida last week, there was a bumper sticker in a parked car that read, I miss Chicago. Someone broke the window, stole the radio, shot out all four tires, and added an Obama bumper sticker and left a note that read, hope this helps. Amen. All right, take care, Steve. Back after uh, a moment here. News Radio 700 WLD. Thank you, segment. Coming up with District 3 uh, Cincinnati Police next weekend, a Stuff the Cruiser charity effort to benefit the Tri-State's dogs and cats that need food and clothes and toys. My friend Westside Jim will chime in on that, uh, and we'll talk about it here in just a little while. Right now, what do you say we dive into the, the deep end of the pool? Time now for the Tom Davis Diaries. I refer to the man as the Diary of a Madman. Tommy, how you doing? Free to the death. Oh my That's god! A, it's frigid. I can't stand it. And it's gonna it sounds like ten years of marriage. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Twelve. Not I, that I'm counting. I, I didn't mean to hit that close to home for you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Yeah, we're supposed to be in like in the 60s again next week before it falls off the table again. This is oh, nuts. Thank God. It's both all burned coal. Hopefully it's warm this whole thing up. What you got for us? What you got? Well, th- this week it's assault by bear. Gummy bear. He says he won't stop till he looks just like Britney Spears and two dozen rattlesnakes living right under your butt. But first, <laughs> police in Macon, Georgia, were recently called to a Wings restaurant where they encountered two women wrestling on the floor in wing sauce. The deputy separated the best friends before throwing on the handcuffs. The woman started brawling over one of them discovered, or after one of them discovered, rather, her friend was sleeping with her boyfriend. Both cited for disorderly conduct, passed the wet naps, and the antiseptic. Charlotte police recently went to a convenience store after a clerk was assaulted with gummy bears. A man was working when three men who were banned from the store came in. One of the suspects picked up a handful of gummy bears and threw them at the clerk, striking him in the forehead. Another clerk chased the suspects from the store with a little heavier firepower and assorted candies. It's off to La La Land. Californian Brian Ray has spent $80,000 to look like Britney Spears. The 31-year-old has had 90 plastic surgeries and spends $500 a month on creams to maintain his, quote, youthful look. Among the surgeries, Brian has undergone a nose job, cheek fillers, veneers, fat injections, laser hair removal, lip fillers, and Botox. But it seems he's still waiting on a donor for that brain transplant. And finally, a snake removal company from Texas recently removed 24 rattlesnakes from a family home in Abilene. They removed 13 adult rattlesnakes from the cellar, another 10 or so from under the floor. It all started when the family's young son let out a scream when he found a rattlesnake curled up in the toilet, and this time it wasn't one of Dad's. Join us next week for the teacher who put on a strip tease for her students, and her students put it online. Nice. Oh, that is that the the story out of Oklahoma? Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> is is it oh, is that the story out of Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll save that then, since you've got that for next week. <laughs> Let's hear it now. I'll find something else. The the cartwheeling substitute. <laughs> yeah, the cartwheeler. Uh, Lacey Sponster, thirty four, exposed herself to students last Friday at Pahuska High School in Pahuska, a city about fifty miles north of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was wearing a long dress, but no underwear, which caused her to expose herself to students in the class. <laughs> yeah, the act captured by a student on their cell phone, oh, as detailed tonight. in a probable cause affidavit, performed the cartwheel in the junior high choir room. Her dress flipped up, exposing her buttocks, and I guess everything else. Uh, a 17-year-old female student told police that Sponster had said she was not wearing underwear before performing the cartwheel. So... Was, I, I mean, I was said before. I'll say it again. Where were these teachers? I know. No I mean, I mean, my eighth grade teacher was a cross-eyed dude. I mean, he, <laughs> he couldn't even keep an eye on us. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally. And you, you spent the whole time going, "Look at me! No, look at me! Look at me!" Um, my arm is up. Uh, and over this, here. This, this guy who spent like all this money and all these plastic surgeries trying to look like Britney Spears, couldn't he have saved a lot of money and just tried to look like Amy Schumer? <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Take care. Have a good week. Uh, news coming up next at the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WL. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. News Radio 700 WLW, Saturday, February 4th, 2017. 
513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T, a free call to my friend Westside. Jim on the line. Jim, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Gary. Jeff it was a great lead-in. Good morning, Chris, the 2.0 and Hobbs. All right, who who is a cat, but by the way, and that kind of, he may perk his ears up at this next little bit of news. If, if he's staying in his wonderful duplex cardboard box. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned before about District 3 doing their first annual and hopefully doing it every year. Um, I know this is a public service announcement, but this is for the little fur guys that can't take care of themselves. Uh, next Saturday, the 11th, up on Ferguson Road by Walmart behind District 3, in between there and a the PetSmart, they will have cruisers up there that District 3 and the public are invited, anybody is, to donate to the little fur guys. Um, they'll, they'll take debit cards. Um, they, I guess they will take checks, cash, but they also will take toys, beds, food, anything else. So it's not just for dogs and cats. If you got a turtle or a rhino, uh, or is that John McCain or, or Lindsey Graham? Actually, our program director's name is Rhino, and uh, Sterling has a turtle, so <laughs> we can relate to both. But I think it's a good cause. Uh, they got the idea because we got 17 gazillion, I think that's a number, um, programs for kids, homeless people, not vets. Not vets. Uh, there's not enough programs for vets. And things like that, that there's not enough organizational uh, get-togethers for the kids, the little fur kids. All right. So, And, and are these dogs and cats who are in shelters? I mean, what? Well, they're going to give most of it back to the ASPCA or the local SPCA. SPCA. Um, so they're, what they're doing is, is basically uh, they're not going to rehome dogs there, but, of course, they'll be there since it's a Saturday. They'll be at PetSmart. And it, it's for any, anybody that probably asks. If, if your dog doesn't have a bed, if a cat doesn't have a bed, they, they might take a request at the SPCA. All right. Fantastic. And that, again, is next Saturday morning. Next Saturday, 10 to 2. 10 to 2 on Ferguson at District 3. Behind District 3 and between Walmart and... Um, um, PetSmart. And right. thank you for letting me put it on there, Gary Jeff. Absolutely. While well, I got you on the line. Yes, sir. Isn't it within the president's power to determine who comes into our country and who does not? Uh, I agree with that totally 100%. And even the people that are not designated as criminals, I think we should, I mean, how are you a criminal until you do something? And there's no paperwork on generally the majority of these people coming into the country. So I think the vetting process has to be stepped up and a little bit more rigorous uh, besides the wall. And I think we need a wall of cannon also. Um, the Canucks are going to invade us someday. But I, I totally agree with you, Gary Jeff. I mean, who else? Who else has got the control if the president doesn't? They, they look at him at everything else. So he's trying to keep us safe. That was one of his campaign promises. And I think he's going to come through with it. Well, your phone call actually has alarmed me now. I'm worried about the invasion of the Canadians, the Canucks, because, and thank you for the phone call. I can just imagine a massive wave of Canadians coming in on our northern border, invading our country. And within five to ten years, instead of not hold baseball or, or mini football, our kids are being forced to curl a break and then back. News Radio 700 WL. Apparently, we are booming into Centerville, Ohio today. Dueling phone calls from Centerville. Lovely bedroom community just outside of Dayton, Ohio, I believe. Spent some time in Centerville. Got out of there as quickly as I possibly could. 
News Radio 700 WLWD, Gary. Jeff, uh, 15 minutes till the top of the hour. It's a lovely place, actually. Let's go to Jay first. Jay, hello. You're on the air. Hey, Gary. Jeff, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm the uh, the refugee from Portland, Oregon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this whole uh, sanctuary city thing is just mind-boggling. I used to have respect for the mayor until this. Thought he did a good job of walking the line between his liberal thoughts and taking care of the people, but this is just over the line. I don't know if people realize what a sanctuary city actually means. It means that the illegal aliens who commit crimes are now super citizens. Basically, they are uh, free from obeying the law and free from prosecution. So I saw it over and over again when I lived in Portland. If, if somebody was a legal resident, or was a natural-born citizen, they committed the crime, the hammer came down. But if you were illegally in the country and you were committed a crime, you were put in jail for a day or two, released because of overcrowding, and you just went about your merry way. And yeah, well, what, what pe- stat- go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. What people don't understand about this, Jay, and what is misrepresented by the powers on the wrong side of the issue is that a sanctuary city does not mean that you're you're free from being deported just for being there. What it means is you commit a crime and are incarcerated, exactly. and ICE is not notified that you are in the country illegally. In other words, there's no cause or call for deportation after you've after you've already committed another crime. On top of the criminal offense of being in the country illegally, this is not about checkpoints. This is not about mass deportation of exactly. illegal aliens in this country. It's about protecting people who've come into this country illegally and then committed another crime, whether it be a, a driving offense, a drunk driving offense, whether it be sexual imposition, in some cases, whether it be felonious assault or attempted murder. And that's what people don't understand about this issue. You know, the other thing that really bugs me when I hear the politicians and the bleeding hearts get on TV and talk about this, they never mention the biggest crime that almost every illegal alien perpetrates, and that's identity theft. It does tremendous amounts of damage to the people that own the identities, and they're never punished for it. And I think when you look down the line and you sort of prioritize how to deport these folks, the mention of of identity theft just never comes up. Now, if you're trying to prioritize by, you know, criminal activity, starting with murder and rape and then going down the line like Donald Trump wants to do, uh, for some reason that particular crime is always excused and, and, and the politicians never talk about it. I think anybody that's been involved in identity theft should be deported immediately as well. Yeah. There's a downstream implication of that. You could have your credit ruined. Uh, typically, if you're an identity theft victim, you can have your tax return stolen. There's all sorts of things that go with that. For some reason, that particular crime is ignored. I work in that industry, so it's particular, particularly interesting to me, the, the damage it's done. But it's just crazy. I can't believe that they're coming out and promoting the fact that they're going to shield criminals from deportation who have who have come out and attacked our citizens. It's just crazy. Well, you know, and the other part about the executive order and the, the temporary travel ban, Jay, let's talk about that for just a moment. Yeah. It's not a Muslim ban. No. Muslim not. is nowhere in the wording of that executive order, but that's how it's being portrayed. Uh, well, when, when you look at the, the – the, the, the problem I have is that when you look at the facts, 
mm-hmm. we're really fact-driven guy. You could look at a hundred cases of uh, of mass shootings or mass death, and ninety nine point nine of those are perpetrated by radical Islam. I mean, it's just a fact. So, so why shouldn't we be focusing in on those countries that have that problem? Yes, it, the end result may be that the uh, the majority of people that are affected are Muslim. That just happens to be the demographic of that country. Uh, appreciate the phone call, Jay. As always, thank you, Sam in Centerville. Hello, you're on News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, good morning. I love your show. It's very entertaining. Um, I wanted to make a point. I am actually a first-generation Syrian immigrant. I was born in the United States, so I'm a proud constitutional conservative. Um, and recently, five of my relatives were killed in uh, Damascus, Syria, um, by mortar attacks uh, you know, that were going on over there. Um, and I support Trump's ban. Um, and I try to get this across these liberal lane brains all the time. You know, I have stake in the game. Okay, I have relatives who have died, who have died because of Obama's policies creating a vacuum in the Middle East where ISIS slipped right in. You know, I have a problem with that. You know, and these limousine liberals that I talk to who have never, uh, you know, had trouble getting a meal on any given day, they're clueless about this. And your last caller made a, made a lot of sense because what's at stake is this country. Because one thing I will say, growing up in that religion, I don't practice it. I mean, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, and I'm not a Muslim by practice. But I grew up in the religion. They don't understand that it is the fastest-growing religion in the world. There are 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. If only a tenth of a percent were radicalized, that is 1.5 million jihadis running around all over the world. You don't need 1.5 million to wreck a country, to wreck a city. To, to wreck the confidence and safety of the citizens. You know, this is a ploy by the far left, and they're not really Democrats, that's just a veneer. These are far leftists, communists, whatever you want to call them, who are using these tactics to change the demographics of this country. They're protecting illegal aliens in these sanctuary cities because they know full well that inevitably they will be Democratic voters, will be voted out of out of this country. Basically, our vote's not going to count for anything, eventually. That's the whole purpose of this. They'll allow these people to commit crimes, murders, whatever. And on top of it all, they're willing to, to take the collateral damage of Islamic jihad in this country to further their goals. They'll allow innocent American citizens to die to allow this to happen, because they know now 75% of Islamic immigrants are voting Democratic. <laughs> It's it's really amazing. You know, m- my counterpoint to uh, the people who talk about uh, us having compassion as a nation and people from war-torn countries like Syria seeking asylum and how terrible it is that they they might be denied entry into our country because of this executive order. My My other take on that is, Sam, in my opinion, we've got enough homegrown nuts in this country without letting people in from other countries who may be oh. radicalized. Trump is just trying to mitigate. This is already, we've already, the cows are out of the proverbial barn at this point. I mean, my family is a professional family. I'm a, I'm a physician. I'm a chiropractic physician. I'm a chiropractor. All my family members are MDs, engineers, dentists. We're a professional family, and we came here legally. We had to go through a process. We had to offer this wonderful country a service to improve this country, okay? They're bringing in very and I, I hate to use this term, but primitive, 
uh, uneducated uh, people that, that are nothing like the second and third generation immigrants before. I mean, you're bringing in people that are, you know, potentially very dangerous. And, that, and this, this is what I'm trying to say. And, and, and I'm looking around me, and I'm glad we won the election. I mean, this, is, this was our last respite. Trump is it. Because if he had lost, that would have been the end. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you look at the trends. There are 300-plus cities in the United States that are allowing this to happen. And now Cincinnati and Columbus, at least on the surface, you know, for, for media pub, have admitted now they're sanctuary cities, too. I, I just I wanted to throw up when I heard that the other day. I was just disgusted. I couldn't I, believe it. I, I had a conversation, uh, Sam, just real quickly. I had a conversation with Cincinnati City Councilman Chris Smitherman, who is uh, running once again for re-election on city council. My first question, I said, what the hell is Cranley doing? What's he thinking? He said, I don't know. I said, other than, than pandering for votes. Well, Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, Trump you know, has mentioned numerous times recently he's going to, you know, cut funds to sanctuary cities. I don't think that he, you know, and I know he has a constitutional authority to, uh, to control immigration for the safety of the country. They're going to find out when this uh, you know, order by the Oregonian or, or uh, the Washington judge, is it Oregon or Washington? Washington, Washington. Washington. Yeah. It will be reversed because there's, there's legal precedent. It will be reversed eventually. But again, He's going to find, he's going to get pushback from 300 plus cities. They're going to sue him. Okay. They're yep. going to prevent, it, prevent him from doing it. It's going to have to go to the legislature. If Congress has the proverbial cojones to actually push through legislation using whatever nuclear, thermonuclear option that they have, okay, 51 to 51 votes, then you can start seeing these cities pay the price for violating federal law and putting in danger our fellow citizens. It is absolutely disgusting. It's abhorrent. And this country is in imminent danger because of this. And I, you know, being a first-generation immigrant, born in, born in the People's Republic of Chicago, actually, in 1973, I want to say that, you know, this country is the greatest thing uh, in, in the history of the world. And, we're, and we, we, it's under threat right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Threat. Sam, I agree with you. And thank you so much. for So you're a chiropractor? Yes, and the rest of your family are MDs, so you're an underachiever. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I joke about that. Um, but I'm going to do some extra services like neurodiagnosis okay. and, uh, and acupuncture and other things. But, but I mean, what's interesting about, 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 about the professional thing is that, I mean, 25, 30, 40 years ago, right. the only immigrants coming to this country were educated, uh, exactly. well-trained individuals. Exactly. I mean, and, and there was a process. Sure. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's happening right All now. Right. We need to bring back Ellis Island. News next at the home of the Reds, 700 WL. Andy, yet another hour of the Saturday morning edition. News Radio 700 WLW. How you doing? Gary Jeff Walker and our friend Science Mike checking in with his weekly Scienceman. I got to ask him about something in, in case he doesn't address it here, but I, I got a little science thing I saw this morning. Maybe he knows. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising if the girl blinded me with something. Good morning, Michael. Good. How you doing? I'm, I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm great. Great. You guys what? got a question for me? Uh, well, I, I, w- I want to see what you've got first. Well, I want to know, did you get a good night's sleep? No, actually not. And, uh, okay, that's not good. Uh, 
scientists now have under have looked into why why we sleep, Gary Jeff, and uh, one of the reasons they think we sleep is to uh, clear up all the stuff that we learn during the day, <laughs> all the all the uh, not important things. So you so, actually sleep to forget. Yeah, actually sleep to forget. And what uh, what happens is our body creates a protein, and they named the protein Homer One A. I, I don't know why, but it's called Homer One A. Mm-hmm. And when we and we sleep, this this protein actually goes into our newly created uh, synapses between uh, the neurons, and not all of them now, but but uh, but the majority of them, they uh, go ahead and they they, they destroy that uh, that uh, synapse that was created during the day, but. Uh, some of them aren't destroyed, and they, they believe that those are the ones that, uh, you know, when you when you're trying to learn something, study for school, things like that, that stays stays in your um, okay. In your, in your so it's just the useless crap. Yeah, that's right. And like you know, people fall asleep at night and forget about our show now. But uh, you know, uh, I didn't see how REM sleep was related to the level of how much uh, Homer One A was produced. But they're like napping. I don't know if that uh, actually does this effect or not that so. helps at all well, i i got yeah. i got to bed i tried to get to bed around 9 nine thirty. i wound up going to sleep around 10 woke up at one o'clock got back to sleep about one thirty, and then kind of just dozed off and on until the yeah. alarm went off at four so right <laughs> not good I've been there not no. good so let me ask you about this if you've if you've heard or, or seen this yes um the island of Mauritius, off the Indian coast, they've discovered that in 2013 it had a stronger gravitational pull than other parts of the Indian Ocean. And then a team of scientists found zircon crystals up to 3 billion years old, even though Mauritius is only 8 million years old, and they surmise that there is a lost con- continent of Mauritius uh, sitting between India and Madagascar. Now on yeah, the bottom I, of the I, Indian Ocean. I, I saw that headline. I did not dig into it. I, I didn't. I wish I would have. Now that you brought up the uh, the uh, different gravitational uh, effect from the, the the different materials. Yeah, they said uh, Mar- that, Mauritius was a small continent about the size of Madagascar until about eighty-five million years ago, when yeah. India and Madagascar began to break apart. The continent began to stretch out. And evidence cool, shows yeah. that the other volcanic islands in the Indian Ocean also sit on parts of the sunken landmass. So. You know, we can't we can't find uh, Atlantis, but we found apparently one lost continent in the Indian Ocean. So how about that? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. All I, right, thank you, yeah. Michael. Talk to you next week. You too. Ten minutes past the hour. Seven hundred WL. In nineteen sixty four, a sixteen year old Vincent Damon Fernier got into a talent show. Didn't know how to play an instrument. Neither did any people who was playing. So they mimed Beatles songs. But that was just the beginning for the man who became known as Alice Cooper. He's on tour again. He'll be at Riverbend on September 10th this summer. He is 69 today on February 4th. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And me. Who are you? Thank you for the compliment. 15 minutes past the hour, 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T. Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com to email. I missed this. There was a uh, protest of President Trump's temporary immigration ban outside the Supreme Court. And House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi... We know her. We hate her. Was heard on a hot mic instructing a fellow representative to tell the crowd he's a Muslim. She introduced Representative Andre Carson of Indiana. Introduced him as a Muslim member of Congress. He addressed the crowd. Pelosi quietly told and she could be here. Tell them you're a Muslim. Tell them you're a Muslim. He did refer to himself as a congressman, a former police officer and a Muslim. But it was important that he stated that he was a Muslim, apparently. For what reason, I have no idea. Now, this uh, this strangeness continues. Um, and I mentioned earlier that the president, who has promised tax cuts for everyone, including corporate tax cuts and tax cuts for us in the middle class, if such a thing, an animal, even exists anymore, They've done their best to destroy it over time. He's running into opposition from Republicans. You figured maybe the, the opposition would come from the Democrats, but no, from Republicans. Hmm. And Allah Akbar was the cry at the Louvre in Paris before a man with uh, two guns and a machete started attacking people. He was Egyptian. Shot five times after attacking French soldiers outside the Louvre. Had been in the country for just over a week. So when you think about temporary immigration or travel bans, and you think of people coming from places, even though Egypt wasn't on Donald Trump's list, coming from places where jihad and radical Islam has taken hold in many sectors of those uh, countries and societies, it doesn't take long, and it doesn't take many. As Sam mentioned before, coming from Syria, he's a first-generation American. His parents, proud Syrian immigrants who became citizens. They followed the laws. They went through the process to become American citizens. He's totally, this is a Syrian who has relatives in Syria who have been killed during the fighting. And he says, I'm in favor of this temporary travel ban. Let's figure out who these people are. As he mentioned, too, there are 1.6 billion, the B, b -b 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 billion Muslims on the planet now. If only 1% are jihadists, that's 1.5 million. But it doesn't take that many. And while it is sad and my heart goes out to families with young children who are escaping places like Aleppo, and these places where the radical Islamists 
have hijacked a religion and spread their carnage all over a region. Well, my heart goes out to these people. America has to protect its borders. It has to protect its citizens. It has to protect its culture. The American culture is a hodgepodge of many, many different cultures and countries, but they all assimilated. That's what's beautiful about the melting pot. People keep on referencing the Statue of Liberty and all this protest about the immigration ban that was instituted by executive order by our president, Donald J. Trump, a week ago. People referencing the Statue of Liberty, and she's crying now because a president has decided that we're not taking in the poor, the wretched, huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. Here's the problem. When people of other cultures immigrate to this country and they don't pledge to try and learn the language, we don't have a national language, but everybody knows that majority of Americans speak English. We have for centuries. We also have a constitution. We have a statute of laws and rule of law in this country. And they don't embrace that. They would rather embrace Sharia law or would rather transform our country into the country that they just left. They, they were so torn apart in the country that they left, they want to turn it into that country here? The president has a responsibility to protect, number one, its citizens. That's the first function of federal government is to provide for the general defense. He takes an oath, as do all other members of the cabinet and the Congress, an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. To defend the Constitution. And when you're defending the Constitution, that means you want to provide for the general defense and promote the general welfare. And generally, you promote the general welfare by getting out of the way and letting people do what they need to do to provide for their families and compete on a, on a fair playing level with everyone else. That's how you promote the general welfare. But provide for the common defense is the first call that the president has to answer. And Donald Trump feels like he's doing that by instituting this temporary ban, as, as do I. But again, this attacker at the Louvre in Paris... We've seen what's happened, and we don't see a lot of what happens in Paris in certain sectors of that city with the mass Muslim population and the radical Muslim population that has moved across Central Europe. We don't see a lot of those reports. Check out the BBC sometimes. Check out this stuff that is not filtered out of mainstream American media sometimes and see what radical Islam has done in transforming not only a country and making it less safe for this, but transforming a culture. You think of the French culture, for example, and you think of great art and fine architecture and wine and cheese and bread and wonderful food. And that is being threatened there because of the massive amount of immigration that's been allowed to happen in countries like France, in Spain, in Germany, and to a lesser extent in England. Do we want our culture 
affected in that way. If you want to come here, fine. Come here loving and being willing to embrace our culture and our Constitution, our laws, and, and become a, maybe you can make some changes for the better. But America does not need a cultural makeover. This multiculturalism and this globalism that is threatening our American way of life is real. It's, it's, it's a real and present, a clear and present danger, to quote a, a, a famous author. We'll take a quick break and come back. News Radio 700 WLW. Thank you, Sexter. To the phones we go. Hello, Mary Ann, you're on the air. Yes, good morning. Uh, Jerry, Jeff, I want to ask you, you know, in the mid-60s, I had three friends who came from Europe, one from Wales, one from Scotland, and one from Slovenia. All right. They all had to have proof of a job. They had to have a job, and they had to be healthy. Our government gave them zero, absolutely nothing. They became productive citizens and everything. And, you know, it just galls them and me, too. Why are we handing these people everything when these people had to come over the right way? They had to go through all the steps and everything. And, you know, it's just a crime. Well, you know, the, the point is, the point is, uh, we, were, we were more welcoming in the early 1900s to immigrants from all over. But when those immigrants got here, they faced all kinds of obstacles. And, you know, there was a screening process at Ellis Island to make sure they were healthy. Right. Sometimes they were quarantined oh, for yeah. up to six weeks. Exactly. Um, and they had, to, they had to learn the language, you know, because it, right. not because of a law, but because they understood if they didn't learn the language <laughs> and learn the laws, they weren't going to survive here very long. Right. Uh, and, and the same we, should be true today. But when did we start giving them everything? My friends got nothing. They well, work. there are some charitable organizations that are subsidized by tax dollars that are mm -hmm. helping people with health care and food and housing and, and school and the like. I don't know where that mentality comes from, uh, except it's it's a part of what's been going on in America for the last 40 or 50 years, and, and right. now you see where it's it's gotten us. Oh, crazy. Well, thank you. You do a fabulous job. Well, thank you very much. You ought to, you ought to see me cook a roast. Uh, news next at the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WLW. Good morning, kids. Time for gifts from Wally. But first, this public service announcement. It may be a neighbor. It may be a spouse. It may be a friend. Maybe someone you don't even know at all. But somewhere, there is someone this morning who's in need of a good joke. The problem is, I alone cannot be responsible for supplying all the jokes on this program. It's a difficult task. It's one that I look forward to providing for you. This service I look forward to providing, but your help will greatly help. With only one joke per week, emailed into Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com. That's 12 jokes a year. You can do your part. So I'm asking you, with tears in my eyes, with compassion. One joke a week sent to Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com could make someone laugh, could make their day. It may save their life. Laughter is the best medicine, after all. And so with that, this morning's gift from Wally. A man is lying on his deathbed. 
The wife rushes to his side. He only has minutes left. And she leans down as he's trying to say something. She gets her ear down to his lips. He says, My darling, I have one last request before I go. Six months after I'm dead and you've got the estate cleaned up, I, I want you to marry Bob. She said, But I thought you hated Bob. With his last breath, he goes, I do. Oh, yeah, talking about the glory days, man. Dodgeball in seventh grade. Are you kidding me, man? I was a champ. We called it something else, but it was dodgeball. Balls flying all around. Hitting the nerd in the head when he wasn't looking. Pay attention to dodgeball. News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, Mo. How's it going? Good. Were you ever a, a dodgeball aficionado as I was back in junior high school? I was, yeah. I love dodgeball. Might be, might be the only sport I was ever really good at. Well, we called it something else, but I think it was dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball on tap today. UC taking on UConn. Xavier at Creighton. Two big games for our local teams. How do you see them coming down? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh... You know, UC and the American Athletic Conference. Let's let's call it what it is. It's it's a bad league, and uh, the Bearcats, I think, clearly seem to be the the class of that league. You know, they're going to play SMU next week, which is going to be tough. But a big reason why this league is has fallen in stature is the struggles of of Connecticut. You know, a national program that uh, this season is just ten and eleven. Um, and, and even when they've won, uh, they just simply haven't looked the way you would expect a Connecticut team to look. Uh, this was a team uh, that got first place votes in the preseason poll. So maybe maybe, I mean, maybe Gino can lend them some players. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, you know they still have Jalen Adams, who's really good. But you know, UC and Connecticut have played a lot of really good games against each other. They've kind of become the, one of the better rivalries in the American Athletic Conference. And so. You know, as bad as they've been, you, you kind of feel like, all right, they always play UC tough. They have won their last three, uh, albeit against some of the, the weaker opponents in the American Athletic Conference. But, yeah, this is, this is a game that at the beginning of the season, I think you looked at it and went, okay, you know, UC and Connecticut, there will at least be two really good games between those two schools. And the Bearcats have held up their end of the bargain. Connecticut uh, has not. All right, Xavier and Creighton, is it getting close to the point where the Musketeers – Need some victories to stay uh, in in the tournament. In the, in the yeah, there, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I think if they were to draw up the bracket right now, the Musketeers would be in, and they still seem like a pretty good bet to to get in the tournament. That game against the uh, Seton Hall the other night, you know, they absolutely had to have. Um, but this is an opportunity for them to go get a really good road win. And I know Creighton doesn't have Maurice Watson Jr., the point guard who got injured at the Centos Center a couple of weeks ago. 
But the Musketeers now don't have Edmund Sumner, and so I hate to use the, the, the term cancel out because Creighton does have top to bottom a better team. But at some point, they're going to have to beat somebody good away from home, yep. uh, somebody good in their building. And that hasn't happened. Uh, this afternoon is a really good chance for them to do that. And if they do, you kind of figure they're going to beat DePaul twice. And, you know, then they have Marquette with two games against them. Could they beat them here? Yeah. They're probably not going to have a bad loss in front of them between now and the end of the season. I think today is a really big opportunity for the Musketeers, and I thought they made a lot of really good strides against uh, against Seton Hall. The question is going to be Trayvon Blewett was walking around in a boot after the game on uh, on Wednesday night. And so let's see what his availability is and what his effectiveness is today. Maybe he can channel his inner Ben Roethlis burger and work his way out of that boot there you go to the nfl and super sunday tomorrow uh going back to media day earlier this week what do you think tom brady smells like i think he smells like gold i think he smells like uh the, the greatest smell in the world is cinnamon toast crunch oh okay. i bet you that's what he smells like uh, and and to channel my inner charlie sheen maybe he smells like winning uh yeah I, he does I think that the Patriots have the edge only because of the coach. Well, yeah. Um, it's it's hard to not come to that conclusion. You know, you give Bill Belichick a couple of weeks to prepare for anybody. Um, and you know, you know they're not going to lose because of lack of preparation. I guess the way I look at it is this. I know Atlanta's offense is really, really good. Uh, I know the Patriots on offense are are really good. Um, I know New England on defense is really good. The area where neither of these teams is good is Atlanta on defense. So, you know, I I, I feel like Atlanta can score, and I feel like New England can can still get enough stops. Can the Falcons on defense? Because they've been at times this season absolutely horrific. Now they played ahead against from ahead against Green Bay, so you can kind of make them one dimensional. Um, but still, you you just wonder in a game where where they're going to have to get stops and get off the field and slow down Tom Brady, are they going to be able to do that? And you know Brady is is arguably the greatest of all time against the blitz. The two times that they've lost in the Super Bowl. They lost to Giants teams that could just send four guys and go after the quarterback. They didn't need to get exotic. So if you're Atlanta, you know, do you play it straight up or do you try to do exotic things and then, you know, put yourself at the mercy of what Tom Brady does best? I think that's what the game comes down to. I think that and Atlanta's more effective running the ball than I think people realize. Everybody knows Matt Ryan. Uh, everybody knows Julio Jones. Um, if if they're more balanced on offense, you know that certainly bodes well. But I I think it comes, you know, it all comes down to the weakest unit uh, between the two teams. Um, are they as weak as they've been often this year, or do they rise to a certain level where they can allow their offense to to at least outscore New England? Do you think Lady Gaga will say anything stupid at halftime tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, I, I guess you know it, it's, it sort of seems like we're we're trending in in that direction. It's kind of hard to imagine that um, you know somebody's not going to say something political. Um, you know, I I have mixed feelings about that because I like my sports to to be um, you know I like them to be purely in the toy department. I like them to be toy you know purely mm-hmm. escapism, but I just know that more and more that's not reality. 
And so, you know, you, you ask somebody who makes a living being demonstrative and making statements to not do those things. I think that's, that's asking perhaps for a little bit too much. Yeah. You know, she makes a living being demonstrative and, and speaking out on things through her music, though, not being a political commentator. I think therein lies the difference. Uh, yes, but I mean, aren't there all sorts of people who are making statements because of the platform they have? Yes, and uh, I. I mean, you know, when you when you give some, uh, whether you like it or not, and I often don't. When you give someone a a platform, whether it's uh, an opportunity to speak on a television show, or you put them in front of thousands of people, or you give them a national TV audience, people are going to use those platforms to to talk about things that that they believe in or that they're upset with. And I just, I. I you know, I, I think anymore in this day and age, whether you're watching uh, entertainers or watching sports or following people on social media yeah, or even enjoying the halftime show, you're going to have to take the bad with the good. And I guess I would say this, if, if you fear that Lady Gaga is going to say something that you don't like, don't watch. Well, like, I mean, there, I... There's other options. And I mean, look, how many people who are going to be upset if Lady Gaga says something that they don't like, really like Lady Gaga in the first place. So there's going to be a lot of people watching Lady Gaga who don't like her and don't like what well, she says. I, I will, hoping she says something dumb so they can get mad at her. I will, I will tell you this, and, and I agree with you. I will tell you this. I, I generally don't watch the Super Bowl halftime show anyway. So it's really not yeah. going to be a big deal for me one way or the other. Exactly. The Super Bowl halftime show is a thankless task for, for many reasons, but I'm always amused by people who don't like it. And I go, well, is your television remote broke? Do you have no one in your house you could talk to? Is there, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a big cold player Beyonce guy. They played the halftime show last year. I don't know what I did, but I didn't see it. I, so, I, you know, I would warn you if you if you're if you're going to be upset if Lady Gaga says something against the the current president, against some of his policies, don't watch it. Like you have a choice. If you know it's coming, why would you watch it if you know it's going to make you mad? And the answer to that is we're addicted to outrage. So we would rather be mad than avoid what might make us mad. I know I won't be able to see Janet Jackson's nipples, so I don't watch. Uh, <laughs> what's on the blog, Mo? On the blog right now, uh, there's a really good story, national story about UC basketball. If you're a Bearcat basketball fan, uh, you should check it out. It's on my blog. And how the Xavier Musketeers could be the number one team in college basketball. What? Go to the blog. Oh, okay, fantastic. Uh, hey, Mo, question. Have you ever had Boudin? Ooh. Boudin. Who that? Boudin. B- I don't know what that is. B-O-U-D-A-I-N. It is a form of sausage. It is a, um, a Cajun concoction. It has rice and spices and seasonings and pork in it in a casing. It's delicious. The only place I know in town that you can routinely get it is Kroger and Sons Meats at Finley Market. I was just asking. I've never had it. It's delicious. It's on my list. I highly recommend it. All right, Mo Eggert, thank you so much. ESPN 1530, ESPN1530.com, search word Mo, and 700 WLW. Mike Allen with a preview of Saturday Midday. Next on News Radio 700 WLW. It is 17. That's right, 17. Saturday, February 4th, 2017. Gary Jeff, coming up on 8.53, seven minutes till the top of the hour. 
At News Radio 700 WLW, Mike Allen with Saturday Midday coming up at 9.06. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jerry. Gary, Jeff, how are you doing? Heard me talking. I I went to Finley Market. Just picked up a few things yesterday. You got me thinking about that. What's it called? Bodan? Buda. Buda. I wasn't even close. Buda. Okay. Do you know how to spell it? B-O-U-D-A-I-N. That was close. Buna. It sounds good. Got a couple pounds of it. Uh-huh. It's, it's great, great stuff. You ever been to Finley Market? Finley Market recently? I love Finley Market. No, I've not been there recently. I told a friend of mine I was going. He said, "Do you want the forty caliber or do you want the nine millimeter?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't need either one." And and if I do have them, I'm not going to tell anybody that I've got them because that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've never had. I mean, the worst part for me is driving up Vine. Right. You know, right between like Liberty and where you turn off to go to Finley Market. Mm-hmm. That's that's the toughest part. But even there, I've never had a problem. It's not bad. When I lived downtown, I'd walk down there on Saturday mornings, and nobody ever gave me any grief at all. Yeah. So, uh, if if listen, if you're not slinging drugs or you're not a part of that culture, you, True. you generally don't have any problem unless there's a stray one that catches you. Exactly. Uh, so, what's on the program today, Mike? Well, you know what? We're going to talk about week two of the Trump presidency and talk about Trump derangement syndrome, which so many on the left and the mainstream. I mentioned media that last have. week. The TDS? Yeah, the TDS. You know, I wish I would have thought of it. I didn't, but I think it applies perfectly. We're going to talk about that in the Saturday morning rant. Also, at 9.30, a more serious note, in studio, we're going to have Steve Kramer, who's the uh, police historian at the Cincinnati Police, Hamilton County Police Museum, and Cheryl Cole, who is the widow of a police officer, Cincinnati Police Officer Dave Cole, who was shot and killed in 1974. And his killer, one of his killers, Roland Reeves, is up for parole, Gary Jeff. And we're going to talk to Cheryl about that and Steve Kramer. Also, I'm sure you saw this week City Council and their infinite wisdom voted to make Cincinnati a sanctuary city. At 10 o'clock, we're going to have Kevin Flynn, who voted for the resolution. He's going to tell us why he voted for it. And at 1030, we're going to have Amy Murray who voted against the resolution, she's going to tell us why she voted against it. Well, I I don't see any reason to vote for it. I don't either. uh, Other than you want to get legally entangled with the federal government enforcing a federal law. Or potentially losing your federal funding. Exactly. That's why you'd get into a legal entanglement, filing suit against the federal government. Um, It's just amazing to me. Sanctuary cities, that doesn't mean... That because you're an illegal alien, you can't be. What, what it means is if you're an illegal alien and you commit a crime, another crime on top of that, they can't call ICE and have you deported. It's crazy. You've I already mean, proven that you're not worthy of being a part of this society if you, if you, you know, commit a sexual assault or a felonious assault or something like that. And these people turn them back out on the streets. And, you know, in the resolution that city council passed, they're saying basically that we don't need our police department working with federal authorities. Let me tell you something. As somebody who's in the court system every day, they do that constantly on drug cases, mm-hmm. on gun cases. The feds and the locals work together and work together pretty well. Why should it be any different for this law, the immigration right. laws? And okay. who gets to pick and choose what laws we enforce and what ones we don't? So Kevin Flynn at 10, Amy Murray at 1030, Mike Allen next to News Radio 700 WLD. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.